0: What's up, y'all? I'm Aslon Aslan, Aslan Hajivani, that is Director of Digital Media for Warchant.com, the ultimate Semmel Sports source. Thanks for being here live on YouTube for another edition of Trench Talk with Devonte Love-Taylor coming up here in just a few moments. Just kind of want to set the table for everybody, set the scene, if you will. If you could, please hit that thumbs up button here on YouTube. We certainly would appreciate it. It helps, you know, push it out to all corners of the internet. Again, there's people out there that love Florida State, just like you, but have no idea we exist. Let's make their lives a little bit better let's put some sunshine on it let's put some trench talk on it hit that thumbs up we certainly would appreciate it and then in the lower right corner if you could also subscribe to the youtube channel totally free you get all your notifications however often or maybe you don't want to be constantly updated but you can still subscribe and then we get to youtube they'll all be there waiting for you but we got the sunday smash that was last night with ira and jeff cameron jeff cameron jeff cameron show with tom lang that's monday wednesdays thursdays fridays because tuesday tomorrow Will be seminal headlines from 1 to 3 p.m and then we got wake up war chant in the morning monday through friday might have a war chant report this week might not have a war chant report this week but as always stay connected with us on warchant.com and here on our youtube channel uh, we'll be taking your questions from the social media aspect whether it's here on youtube or over on the tribal council warchant.com here momentarily with Devonte love taylor uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, not, not important, but check out all the videos you have on our YouTube channel. We talked to uh, Mike Norvell, Kenny Dillingham, Adam Fuller, and John Papuchis this morning. Uh, 30 minutes with about Norvell, maybe 20 with Dillingham, 20 with Fuller, and about 15 minutes with John Papuchis. Highlight of it was Kenny getting all philosophical on us, talking about the bamboo and how you don't see the roots forming on the bamboo. And then all of a sudden, one day, it takes hold and it shoots up like 90 feet. So he's hoping that's going to happen, says that the recipe is simply hard work, doesn't guarantee everything's going to work out for you, but the recipe is hard work and they're going to get back to working hard. So thought that was an interesting little tidbit, maybe the six or seven minute mark of his interview. Nonetheless, check that out later on. But now let's get it going. Let's bring on Devontae Love-Taylor and let's get on with Trench Talk. ultimate seminal sports source, comes another original live content production. Trench Talk with Devontae Love-Taylor. You bring the live rounds, he'll bring the pancakes. And now, number 58 in your programs, but number one in your hearts, here's the man of the next half hour, Devontae Love-Taylor. Here we are, Maslon, as you know already, and here's Devante Love-Taylor joining us for another edition of his show called Trench Talk. Devontae, good evening to you, man. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good, man. Good. How'd the treatment go today? What was what was the treatment menu for uh, Devontae Love Taylor on this fine Monday?
1: Uh, from about nine to 10, it was a lot of stretching, um, certain machines that just make you feel better. And then went back at about one, did another hour of similar rehab, and then at two o'clock had a massage.
0: Okay. All right. Very nice. Is it just like hands-on massage or they got like massage guns and like all sorts of crazy stuff they're using on
1: uh, the massages are hands on, but we have like the massage guns and stuff in the training room that we can use.
0: Okay. Right on. Oh, uh, we're going to get to play the questions here over on the tribal council as well as as YouTube. What was Sunday like for you, Devante? Obviously not the result you guys won on Saturday, but we spoke to coach Papuchas, coach Norvell, coach uh, Fuller and coach Dillingham. Coach Papuchas said he liked the way uh, you guys responded in Sunday's sort of walkthrough practice. Mike Norvell, coach Norvell said the same thing. Uh, how do you feel you and your teammates sort of, uh, approach Sunday's light work day?
1: You know, we got to approach it uh, positively. Like, you you can't just sit and dwell on what happened Saturday. You got to learn from your mistakes because, at the end of the day, we have another game this week that we got to get ready for. And we got to watch the mistakes and learn from them. So it was very, once you got out on the field, you finish watching the film and you go and correct your mistakes. You know, you got to have an up tempo, positive mindset because we got to get ready to go play again this week.
0: I know on Sunday, everybody's tired, man. Everybody's sore, but you guys got to get out there and and go through the walkthrough, correct the mistakes, and then go into the meeting room and hear Coach, uh, you know, talk about things. I mean, for you, how many of you guys are still, like when you get there on Sundays and you're singing that all the how many of you guys are still dialed in, do you think, leaning forward in your chairs, like really interested, really wanting to hear the message to to improve and get better?
1: You know, everybody's dialed in because at the end of the day, you know, we know our coaches believe in us and we need to go and and show what we can do because we haven't been doing
0: that. Jeff Mayer says, go Knowles, hashtag still my team, hashtag always my team. So uh, there you go. People in your corner, believe it or not. I mean, there's lots of people in your guys' corner, Devontae. you got to block out the noise, but I'm sure you already know that. Uh, Let's let's look at some of this pro football-focused stuff uh, and see how much they don't know, apparently, Devontae. So uh, these are the grades, (laughs) at least offensively, from Saturday's contest. Uh, You're right there. Second highest graded? No, highest graded again? Yeah, right right behind Darius, uh, offensive line-wise for you. How does this sort of stack up, I guess, to what Coach Atkins grades you in his scale?
1: So I feel like the coaches' grades are more accurate because they understand the scheme fully. So, you know, if it's like a screen and I just let somebody go, it may count as a pressure on PFF or something like that, whereas the coaches know what the scheme is and just situations like that.
0: So they credit you for two pressures, but that's not the way Coach uh, Atkins graded you. So. Yeah, I think he might
1: have had me for one. Okay. For one on, I think, the last play. I'm not sure. I don't remember which play exactly.
0: <laughs> so how does it work with him? <laughs> like, do you guys do you guys start at zero and then he you get graded, you get points as you go up, or do you guys start at 100 and he just kind of deducts from there?
1: Um, you get graded off uh, – assignment technique and effort and there's just a percentage i'm not sure exactly how he does it but there's a percentage at the end of the day all right well
0: nonetheless man uh the grades are up there people are curious about it gene williams has got a full breakdown of the pff grades over on warchant.com's tribal council so uh do check that out let's go ahead and pivot now uh, over to the warchant.com Tribal council uh as you guys get ready for louisville here so what's the, what's the early scout on Louisville for you guys right now, Devontae?
1: Um, you know, just watching their previous three games, watching what we did against them last season and what went right and what went wrong, uh, studying the individual personnel and all stuff like that.
0: All right. Uh, you know, Coach Dillingham talked about, you know, people want to maybe see change, but for him it's not about change. It's about the recipes, the recipe, and it's hard work. So um, with that said in mind, let's – let's bring up Mark here from Naples. He says, evening, Devontae Love, Taylor. What's the plan this week to come and get an ACC win against Louisville? Now, I know you don't want to give away game plan sort of stuff, but for you guys, does it feel like it is sticking with what you guys are doing, but just kind of tweaking that and being a little bit more dialed in, or is it going to be maybe kind of experimenting and trying
1: out some new things? You got to be specific, Todd. Well, I feel like we just need to get everybody on the same page, You know, everybody doing their 111th. Because at the end of the day, no matter the scheme, if everybody's doing their job, the play should be successful.
0: How does that work? I remember one of my buddies played ball, and I don't know if he joked about it when he said this, but he was like, listen, he's like, every play that is designed is designed to score. Um, so like if everybody does their job on a play, like you should score on it. I mean, for you guys, I kind of try to ask Coach Norvell this, but I, I, I tripped up on myself. Is there usually, I don't say usually, but is there always something open on a play? I mean, should there be always, even if the first option doesn't work, Should there always be something there for the offense?
1: Um, I wouldn't say they should all be designed to score. You know, you obviously have shot plays and that are built in to score or get big gains. But, you know, most run plays, if you can get four or five yards of carry, that's that's productive, you know, because that's a first down every three plays, every two or three plays, and there's not really any offenses that just come out and run for 20, 30 yards of carry. So I wouldn't say every play is designed to score but you do have shot plates that are designed to score. So it's, yeah. I got you. How
0: about Candy for Knowles over on the Tribal Council of WarChant.com? She says, last week Aslan mentioned he thought there would be more technical questions about X's and O's. We tried, Candy. We have some limitations on my part, so I do apologize for that, but we can try to dive into your question here. So Sunday night's episodes were difficult to focus on anything other than the day before but since it's a Monday and I'm a young woman who's never played football, here's a question. People talk a lot about who on the offensive line is responsible for calling out coverages. What does that mean? And what defensive player are you looking at most often to make that call? So I guess I'll start on, on that one right there. So offensive line is, I would assume, is, is it whoever's playing center and they're not calling out the coverages or they are they, or is that what they're calling out is the actual? So-
1: so just a little football one on one. The center he'll identify the front. So it can be a four down, it can be an odd front, which is um, a nose in two five techniques, or it can be an okey front, which is the same as odd but with four eyes instead of fives. So the center will identify the front, and then depending on the play, he'll identify one or two mics, and that's the center's job. The tackles' jobs are to see edge pressure or see, like, safety alignment so they know when edge pressure could come. So, for example, if I'm the tackle to the boundary and I see a press corner, like a corner press on a receiver or even a linebacker safety covering a receiver in the slot, but I see another safety five, four or five yards behind him, I know that guy could possibly blitz because he has somebody taking his man when he comes. So that's more the tackle's jobs. And the guard's jobs are to see the linebackers. You know, if I see one linebacker at three yards and one linebacker at four yards, I know that that the closer linebacker could blitz either just straight ahead or if they want to cross, I know the linebacker that's farther ahead will cross first. So it's just stuff like that. And, you know, you block plays differently based off the fronts. So if I have to block, if I have to do a down block, but it's against the four-eye, and he slants out and becomes a five. I may stay with him. I may let him go. But if he stays in his gap, then I'll just block him.
0: And all this conversation is happening as there's like seventy thousand people screaming at you, and you're all like, "I'm so." And like you all hear Maurice or Baby on, and, and Darius hears you, and, and Dylan is hearing him, and so this all works pretty fine in the in the end, end scheme of things.
1: Yeah, it happens in about ten seconds. So you get the play call. So the signal in the play, you go four down, four down, four down. Mike left, Mike left, Mike left. And then if he wants it, if the tackle away from the mic doesn't like where the mic is, he can ask the quarterback to change it. All right, look at that. Okay. And if the quarterback doesn't want to change it, he'll leave it.
0: All right. And for people at home and boundary is if, if the ball's like on the right hash, boundary would be the side that is that, if it's the right side, it's, it's a part of the field, the, the short side, right? That's closest to the end, to the boundary. Yes, sir. Okay. And then the other side is called the field side.
1: Yeah, the field, the boundary in the field. Okay. There we go.
0: All right. And then I guess you kind of answered this, but uh, part of Candy's question also continues that does this mean the blocking scheme can change at the last minute, depending on the defense?
1: Yeah. It could change at the very last second, like right before the ball snap. You know, if a certain scheme is in and you have a, a four eye and he becomes a five, that could change. Drastically, but you have to see it on the fly because a lot of teams like to shift at the last second.
0: Right. There we go. Good that man. I just learned some stuff too, Devontae. Check that out, man. On a Monday, on a Monday, uh Johnny Burkett says they're asked what players are stepping up and trying to take lead of this team going forward.
1: You know, not naming anybody individually, but I feel like all the older guys are stepping up. You know, we've all been through hard times in football. You know, I don't think we have anybody who's just had an ultra successful season besides McKenzie, but he's also been through bad years too. So, you know, it's good having guys that have been through success and and have failed before. And, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to keep pushing.
0: Hunter Newbarth says, best of luck to you out there, Devontae Love-Taylor. I thought the line looked pretty damn good most of the game. I look forward to watching this team continue to grow and hope the growth can result in wins. Go Knowles. How do you think the offense, I mean, how? obviously everybody could do a little bit better, but I feel like you guys are holding up quite well. And I'm not saying that because you're on the show and you're an offensive line, but I, my amateur eye seems like you guys, I, I'm not expecting, like, I don't know who the best offensive line in the NFL is these days. I don't know, the Cowboys. Um, I'm not expecting that, but I, I think we're doing, you guys are doing plenty good enough up front to, to get some of these plays going.
1: Well, we, obviously we need to do better. You know, there's, there's situations, our quarterback, you know, the goal is to never get your quarterback touched you know, that's happening too much. We got to handle everything up front better, communicate better, you know, just get better every day.
0: Back to the Travel Council Warchant.com. This comes from Dave in Kentucky. Good evening, Devontae. Let's get back to you running the football. Draft four or five teammates that you would want blocking for you if you were a running back. But the catch is you cannot choose anyone on the offensive or defensive line.
1: Uh, can I choose tight ends or no? <laughs>
0: we'll give you two tight. Yeah, you, go, you go. All right, I'll take two tight.
1: Ends. I'll take Jordan Wilson, Preston Daniel, uh, DJ Lundy, Stephen Diggs, and Josh Burrow.
0: Okay, oh, all right, all right. What about my boy Marquise and Douglas? What about Biscuit?
1: you said i only got two tight ends
0: okay all right all right Fair i enough. gotta go
1: i gotta go with press right now P. diddy
0: <laughs> <laughs> well said well said uh let's see what we got here uh as we're scrolling down here big Stevo. uh i don't have a question i just want to say we are all still rooting for you guys i'll be making the trip from north alabama down there to see you guys this weekend it'll be my first game back at doak since 2012. still a lot to play for to me the acc is wide open and it kind of is uh Clemson looked a little bit vulnerable at home against Georgia Tech so who knows and the year is still young to make some noise and shake things up let's go I know you trench monsters are hungry so let's eat go Knowles! how much I know you're you're worried about Louisville how much do you know what's going on around maybe not the country but at least around the conference in terms of how teams are looking and how they're
1: doing uh to be honest not much you know I've I focus more on us than anybody You know, because I still feel like, you know, I may not show, but I feel like if we do our job every play, there's not many teams that can compete with us. And I know, like, that's hard to say right now in the position we're in. But I feel like we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. And it's showing.
0: All right. Butch Cox asks, being at the game on Saturday, was it as hot to you guys playing as it was sitting in the stands? It looked beautiful on TV. Was Was it a scorcher out there?
1: Uh, it wasn't too hot. You know, when we first got out there, it was a little warm, but it kind of cooled down uh, as the game got going, but it wasn't too hot.
0: Okay. Let's see. I think we might have a couple more here on the uh, the warchant.com, Tribal Council. Let's uh, hop back over there. It's our guy, Gator Kirk. Uh, DLT. Does anybody call you DLT on the team? What's your nickname? What do people call you? Devontae or Tay or what do they
1: call it? It doesn't matter. Devontae, DLT, DT. It doesn't matter
0: uh Gator Kirk says thank you for doing the show I wish the team the best of luck this week against Louisville what is the one food you just cannot live without
1: um I'll have to go with either chicken wings or like spicy chicken sandwiches
0: do you do you dip the spicy chicken sandwich and the chicken wings
1: in anything so I won't dip the sandwich I'll put the sauce on the sandwich and depending on where it's from Uh, I like Chick-fil-A. I like the um, honey roasted barbecue, but chicken wings, I like ranch.
0: Got a couple questions uh, that came via email. Uh, This one comes from Nick out in Tampa. If you texted Coach Atkins at 2 in the morning,
1: what time would he respond? Probably 2.03, 2.04. Okay, okay. (laughs) You got faith in him then. It right? depends on if it's about football, 203 or 204.
0: For real, so you could you could be watching film or have a question on something and be like, hey, coach, like I'm wondering about this, the way that the leverage defensive lineman plays. Well, you could text him at 2 in the morning. You think he'd probably get back to you like a, within five minutes?
1: Yeah, he would, especially if he's awake. If he's awake, he'll probably just call and we'll talk That's about cool. it.
0: You, when do you guys sleep? You're sleeping usually at 2 in the morning, though, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm usually asleep. You know, I try to get my, my 6 to 8 hours in. Uh, so I'm usually asleep by about 10.30. Uh,
0: I guess in the same vein of reliability, this comes from Chris uh, in Orlando. If you were broke down 50 miles outside of town, which teammate would you call to come help out?
1: Ooh, Kier Thomas. Really? I'd call Pop, Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, he's got the name pop for a reason, I guess. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he drives fast. He'll get there in like 15 minutes. Right on. All
0: right, man, um, you know, I used to work at a car wash, Devante, and my job was to dry the cars and stuff. And then when it was slow, they would make me go inside the convenience store and like sweep and mop the floors. I'm like, but I work for the car wash. They're like, yeah, but you're on the clock. You need to do something. I'm not going to keep you around. We've got everything done. You've done your job. You've <laughs> answered all the questions that we've had here on YouTube as well as a Travel Council of WarChant.com. But we're going to try to do some cool stuff here, maybe moving forward on Mondays. We're going to keep doing the Q&As, but maybe we'll try to do some other feature stuff for people at home uh, to keep things kind of fresh and entertaining uh, while you guys get your feet underneath you and hopefully start stringing together some wins here. But uh, we'll see you on the practice field, I guess, tomorrow, Devontae. Thanks for making time for us, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. That's Devontae Love-Taylor. This has been another edition of Trench Talk (laughs) with Devontae Love-Taylor. Again, stay connected to WarChant.com. Teams practicing tomorrow will be out there covering it and getting interviews afterwards, so that'll be all up on the website. For Devontae, I'm Aslan. Thank you for watching, and stay connected to WarChant.com.